We welcome you into a very special edition of the Final Score Podcast. A special welcome to all of you watching us on Facebook Live. Thanks for checking us out. My name is Greg Swatek, and my guests this week are three members of Middletown's newly minted, newly crowned state championship football team. On Saturday at Navy's Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, the Knights earned a 34-15 victory over Potomac. Uh, in the Class 2A championship game, it's the Middletown's fourth state championship and first since 2013. So with that said, we welcome onto the program. Let's go left to right here. We'll start with senior receiver Brian Walker, coach Colin DeLotter, senior quarterback Reese Poffenbarger. Welcome, guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Uh, a couple things off the top here. Uh, we are taking questions. So if you do have a question for us on Facebook Live, uh, please send it in, and it will be passed on to me. Uh, you can ask any of the guys any questions about the season, the game, uh, anything you want. So if you have a question, uh, feel free uh, to pass it on. And audio of the podcast will be available later uh, in its normal spots, fnppodcast.com. You could also get it on uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play. Anywhere you find the final score of podcast, the audio will be available um, uh, following uh, following this Facebook Live session. And lastly, uh, forgive forgive the players here for the way that they're dressed. Co- Coach DeLauder, I understand that it was a late reminder yep, from you. Yep, that was you. my fault. Yep. So, so, so these guys are fresh from <laughs> basketball practice. They, 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 they would have worn something a little bit nicer. They didn't have to get dressed to the nines, but but maybe something better than uh, a sweatshirt. But they're fresh from basketball. Pro- so excuse the players. Um, yeah, I'll take uh, the blame for, on that for, for, <laughs> you, you just wanted to show them up. You just wanted to show them up, right, Coach DeLauder? Yeah, yeah. Well, that you were going to be the best dressed one here, right? Uh, you know, if it wasn't for Reese, I wouldn't even be here right now. So I uh, – <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because you have a you have a young infant at home. Yeah, that, yeah. That, she's a month and a half. So yeah, I was, I was doing some babysitting. Well, let let's start right there. Like, what 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 has these last three months been like for you, being a new father and, and coaching a team to a state championship? Uh, you know, it's like I'm living in a dream world. It's uh, it's you know, it's amazing. It's like hitting the lottery all at once, and uh, I'm just a really lucky guy, and I'm blessed to be able to be a part of it. Yeah, Reese, uh, how would you describe the experience on Saturday? Uh, it was definitely a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, you know, not everybody, I mean, most people don't have the ability to say that they've been to a state championship, let alone win one. So, I mean, just being able to do that and do it with the guys that I grew up with is awesome. Isn't it the storybook ending to your high school career? I mean, oh, you're yeah. se- your senior is your last game yep. and you walk off the field with the, with the trophy. Yeah, definitely. Um, going out like that as a senior, it, you really couldn't ask for more. Right. Brian, what are your thoughts on, on I what mean, went down Saturday? Yeah, I mean, to f- see uh, all of our hard work unfold from summer, fall, um, it was really nice. And uh, it's a really great thing to be a part of, especially with uh, the group we had. It's, it was really a family, uh, what we had in Milltown. Right. This, this was quite the journey for you guys. I mean, the season didn't, didn't start exactly the way you wanted to. You guys were one and two at one point, and you were sort of searching for, for the best version of, of yourselves and, and best version of yourselves as a team. Just how would you describe the trek, Brian, from one and two all the way to a state championship? Well, I mean, we always believed that we can get it done. We always believed that we were a good football team. And, um, yeah, we did start out one and two. But, I mean, that never – our confidence never swayed. We always believed that we were going to get it done. And um, we ended up winning 11 straight and um, winning the state championship. So we ended up getting it done. Right. Reese, why did you go from one and two to state champs? You guys didn't lose a- after that Ligonorn game. Yeah, I mean, I remember after we lost the second game, uh, yeah, the second game, um, I was extremely frustrated. And I remember I actually sent Coach Lauder a text like, Coach, what can we do? What can I do to help our team? And he was like, you know what, you, you know, I, I love 
that you how much you care, but we're going to be okay. You know, just keep believing in the coaching staff. It's not like last year where uh, two games, you know, you might not make the playoffs losing two games. But this year he was like, you know, just stick to the course. We're going to be fine. And he, he was right with everything we said. We went off, just like Brian said, 11 games straight. Before the clock showed triple zeros on that one and two, the season was already starting to change for the better, though, right? Like, take take me to halftime of that Ligonor game when when you guys made a couple tweaks offensively and, and really played a great second half against Ligonor to get back in that game and, and sort of you guys your offense was humming ever since that point. Yeah, um, I just remember we met. It was uh, me, Coach Pritz, the offensive line coach at halftime, and we were just talking about. Uh, because we, we couldn't really develop, we didn't really get a, a ground game going in the first half. Um, and when you're under center, you know, you got to have a ground game if you're going to want to, you know, get anything going. So we were like, um, I mean, let's just start throwing the ball a bit, see where it gets us, take some quick hitters. Um, like we were throwing bubbles and hitches, and that stuff was working. Get so, the ball out of your hands, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, any good coach is just going to do what the, the defense gives them, and that's what we were doing. Right, and, and and that's the turning point in the season. Do you look at it that way? Uh, I mean, I would say I would say so for like a confidence aspect. Um, as soon as we got back in the game with Linganore, and then Linganore being known as one of the powerhouses, knowing that we could play with them, we knew that we could play with anybody. So, uh, do you look at that the same way, Brian? So uh, the, the yeah, time that Linganore game was the pivotal moment for you guys. Yeah, definitely. I mean. Our offense, we kind of changed how we were doing things. And um, our defense held tough. I believe we only allowed maybe seven points in the second half. Um, but we were really starting to play Middletown football in the second half. And we started believing in each other, uh, believing in doing our job. And uh, we really took care of business in that second half. And it gave us momentum throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. Coach, Coach you were a player in the state championship game back in uh, 2011 uh, for, for Middletown. You're your alma mater. You're only 25 years old. I mean, is a guy that young supposed to have already played and coached uh, a state championship team? Uh, I guess so, since, uh, <laughs> since uh, I, I was lucky enough to have it happen to me. Um, you know, just to kind of piggyback off what uh, both these guys were saying, you know, um, I actually went back and watched that Lingonar game uh, about two or three nights ago, and uh, I picked up on uh, a couple things that I made notes of back. And uh, really what it was is I think at that halftime, it wasn't really so much as X's and O's that took place. I mean, yeah, we, we started throwing the ball a little bit more, but it was really the guys just made the decision, we're going to start playing together and we're going to start doing our job. And uh, that's that's what really propelled us into the rest of the season. Well, was it, was that missing in the first three games? Do you think? Uh, absolutely, and we and we all talked about that. And it was guys who really wanted to win, and they just didn't know how to win. Uh, well, at least on the defense side of the ball, because they were worried about doing more than what they're supposed to do. Um, and it really took. It, I think it took a little bit of a shock for the guys to sit back and say, "All right, I just got to worry about taking care of my job, and I rely on my teammate to take care of his." and I mean, we've, our defense improved dramatically, I would say, right at that halftime, and we gave up seven points in the second half throughout the rest of the season. So, Yeah, set the scene for me on Saturday, Brian. I mean, you grow up dreaming of playing in a state football championship game. Tell me about the bus ride down. Just what, what was the scene like and as you sort of stepped onto the field and, and took everything in? I mean, bus ride down, it was business trip. We're all serious, getting in the zone. I mean, no playing around. Um, we all came. We all knew what we had to do. Um, and then when we got to the locker room, same thing, you know, everybody's just getting the right mindset, um, focus on what they got to do. Uh, warm-ups was very serious, very intense. 
uh, getting ourselves ready for the game, getting ready for four quarters of a battle. Yeah, when when you got there, Reese, what was going through your mind? Um, I mean, I would agree with everything you just said. Uh, for me, uh, I don't think I was expecting it. It really did surprise me when I showed up and was like, just kind of like how big everything was, um, how different it was from the, the, all the high school stadiums we've been in. Um, and for the past like four games, we've been playing on muddy uh, dirt fields, so. Uh, it was definitely a change for us, but I mean, we were just used to, you know, doing what our coaches tell us to do, and that was just locking in before the game, and then doing, worrying about what we needed to do during the game. We couldn't be, you know, intimidated by them or swayed by the, the place that we were playing in, the bus ride down. But uh, I mean, we just locked in and did what we were supposed to do. What were the nerves like? The nerves for me, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna like lie I was a little bit nervous but I really was not super I didn't have any different nerves than I did the week before let's just say that because I'm just really confident in our offense because of the fact that we're out there throwing all the time and I'm not gonna you know, if I watch film all week I see what the defensive backs tendencies are the defensive linemen the way that like the blitzes the way they're coming uh, if I know all that and I don't have really any reason to be nervous other than you know maybe playing in front of all those people or playing in a stadium like that. But if you well prepare yourself, um, I mean, you shouldn't be super nervous, but you should always have butterflies because how much passion you have for the game. Were, were you nervous at all, Brian? Oh, yeah, I was definitely a little nervous. I mean, because I wanted it so bad, but I was very confident in um, myself, and I was just trying to get myself in the right mindset to go get the ball every play. Um, Coach put in a great game plan, uh, and we came out and executed. So, I mean, the nerves definitely went away. Um, when we started playing for sure yeah uh, coach you've been there as a player you, you sort of knew what that experience was like what was it like stepping onto the sideline as a coach in, in, in a game of this magnitude um just kind of piggyback off well kind of piggyback what uh reese said in 2010 when we played and i was a junior that was definitely a uh, surreal factor for for us as a play as players stepping onto a field that you know back then we played in raven stadium and the the stage is just so different and you kind of got to take it in for a little bit um so i think you know having that experience as a player helped me out as a coach because you know there's always there's always the unknown before you go into a game especially playing a team that you haven't played before you know as we traveled to north carolina and elkton and uh played to, to play potomac uh you watch them on film and, and you see how good of a team they are um but you don't you know you don't 100 percent know until you see them in action and um so there's always uh, an element of surprise and, uh, you know, anticipation. Um, but I was uh, really confident in, in the way our guys were going to play. So I, I was feeling pretty good. I wanted to ask you about the toughness and the resilience of mm -hmm. your team because the two weeks prior to getting the Navy, you guys went on the road. You took long road trips. And you, and, and you played two unbeaten teams on the road, and, and, and you came out with victories in those games. What do you think the wins at North Carolina and at Elkton did for your group? Uh, I think they were, you know, tremendous confidence builders. I think they were, uh, you know, reassurance factors that we were meant to be where we're supposed to be and that we can compete and, and play to the best of our ability against anybody. And, uh, you know, as coaches, we were talking all week, you know, man, if these guys can block out the ride, the bus ride, the fancy bus, you know, the what the other teams got going on at their stadiums and just play football, man, it could really be something special. And sure enough, you know, they came every week and, and they delivered. Where did the team improve the most over the course of the season, Reese? 
Um, I mean, I, I don't think you can really point out a certain aspect because we've had we had some parts on our defense were weak, some parts on our offense were weak, so our special teams were weak at some at some points. But there was never. I mean, we were always there were always positives on all sides of the ball, and then there were negatives, um, and that's really every week going into the you know after a win or after even I mean even more so after a win because you just get to see what you can do better. But I mean, I can't really pinpoint something that really improved the most. Um, but I mean, I would have to say, I, I mean, if I had to say something, it'd probably be just the way. I mean, I'm just to say how proud I am of the way our offensive line battled every single week because you will not find another offensive line that is as small as ours but plays you won't find a line as big as ours or bigger than ours that'll play as much harder than we do because I mean even if you just look at the state championship game they were like 300 pounds across the board we had Three linemen that were less than 190 pounds. We had a, and our right guards 160 pounds. So I well, mean, were you sort of sizing them up? Like, look how big and athletic they look. I, I mean, before the game, I I knew going into the week that they had some kids in their D line that were pretty legit. Uh, they had some kids with offers. They had some kids that could really play. And just on film, you could see that. Um, but I I just made sure that um, our linemen didn't know about the hype going into the game. That all they had to do was just get their job done and. I mean, they did it. I got sacked once the whole game. So Right. Where, where, where did you see the biggest areas of growth with this team? I right? mean, yeah, just like you just finished off saying, um, I think our biggest uh, area of growth was everybody doing their job, um, especially on defense. Because um, football, obviously, it's a team game. So not one guy is going to make every single tackle, being on every single play. you got to realize that sometimes, like, what you do is going to help set up some, some one of your teammates, and maybe he's going to make the play this time. Right. And I think that was the biggest part. So, so the game starts. The nerves are gone. You guys are you guys are underway, and I think midway through the uh, first quarter, Reese, you drop back, and and all of a sudden, Jalen Husky, you, your your sophomore teammate, is running wide open down the field. Just what did you see? Just take take us through that play there. I I was pretty much like sold that I was running the ball, and then I looked up, I saw him, and I had to make the decision. I I personally thought I was over the line of scrimmage. So I didn't know if I could throw it or not, but I just pulled up and threw it. I was like, he's wide open. If I don't throw this, I'm going to look stupid. When, 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 did you, when did you see Jalen? Was that um, Literally open? the last second. Uh, I was scrolling out or scrambling out right. Um, I, I, was, I almost made my mind up to just tuck it and run, and then I saw him wide open last second, trying to plant my feet as quick as I can. I just launched it. Does the thought process then become I can't miss this throw, or is the, are things happening so fast that that thought never even en enters your mind? So yeah, that just like you said, it was more of a reaction. Uh, I think if I was dropped back and I saw it develop and I knew it was gonna be wide open, then it would have been like, oh, he's gonna be wide open. I can't mess up this throw. But it was so like bang bang that I just saw him pull it up and threw it, and he was so wide open that it would have been hard to mess up that throw. Right, and, and what what did that score do for you guys? Jumping jumping up on top of them, uh, uh, yeah, uh, right away. Brian. It was definitely, we we got the momentum at the beginning of the game, and uh, we said, you know, first team who comes out takes the first swing, uh, that's going to be the team that goes and carries that momentum to the rest of the game. And um, I mean, it was huge for us. It's definitely huge. Right. 
Uh, Jalen maybe made his biggest impact on on defense, Coach. I mean, 13 interceptions. You don't, you don't, there's not a lot of players that intercept 13 passes in a season. Can you just talk about Jalen as a player and just the impact he made on your defense especially? Yeah. Uh, you know, he did fantastic for, this, for us this year. Uh, we challenged him week after week and you know, made a point to put him on, uh, on who their typically best receiver was and put him in the situations where it was toughest to make plays. And, you know, we, we talked to him all week long about, you know, how you want an opportunity, you got to seize it, and he did fantastic for us. And uh, you know the other guys in defensive backfield between Gage and Matt Mancini and Cole Porter, they were um, you know even more, if not the same, even more as effective as Jalen because uh, once the teams realized they had to you know throw away from Jalen, they had to throw into those three guys, which is a very very tough thing to do as well. Yeah, Jalen said after the game they just stopped throwing to my side <laughs> of the field. They, they, it was a noticeable. <clears throat> change yeah uh, yeah and there's not a lot of sophomores that play varsity football and, mm -hmm. and contribute on a high level like that but you you have a few uh, absolutely uh, that, that, that do just uh, jalen's one of them what, what did you see yeah. in in, in jalen that said this guy could hold his own on on the varsity level at a um, young age well he you know he joined us last year after uh, some injuries he came up and uh right away i just realized how uh intelligent he was when it came to the sport of football and how he understood different coverages, different reads, um, and he just has done a fantastic job for us. Um, and he, when he makes plays, he gets up and he brings everybody up around him, and it's just fun to watch. Reese, do you throw on Jalen in, in, in practice? That's pretty much the only guy I throw at because, you know, you got to get him better. Uh, me and him have a really competitive dynamic at practice. Um, we're always yapping at each other, talking crap to each other. So. Um, I throw him all the time. I throw touchdowns on him all the time, but he picks me <laughs> off a lot. So um, that's going to happen. But, I mean, I can't say that, um, I mean, he makes me better and I make him better. So. All right. H how do you describe Jalen's personality and just what he, what he brings to your team? He's, I mean, he's extremely goofy. Um, it's like the one way I would describe it. Um, but he, when it's time to lock in and time to compete, um, he's ready to go. At, the entire game, every second of the game. So, um, like Coach said, they were putting him on the best guy every single week. I mean, he guarded a Maryland commit, guarded a kid committed to Morgan State, he guarded a kid committed to Pitt. Um, uh, he, yeah, Jordan Addison. And he locked him, and yeah. he guarded all of them. Um, he wanted every single matchup. It's not like he was shying away from it. He never said he was nervous. Um, and it, I mean, I just can't be more proud of him. Right. And, and I take it you were matched up against Jalen quite a bit in, uh, yeah, in, practice, in practice there, Brian. Mm -hmm. what, what, what were those battles like? I mean, yeah, he's a very good corner. I mean, he definitely challenged me to try and be the best receiver I can, you know, whether it was pressing up on me and me working on my press releases or him backing up off, and um, I've got to try and fake him out. But, I mean, definitely having him at corner in practice made me a better player. How do you feel about your season? I mean, you really emerged as, as, as one of the best receivers in, in, in the county this season. I don't know if a, a lot of people really knew how good you were coming into the season, but you're a bit, you're big target. You're six five, right? Yes, sir. So, so how, how do you feel about just your growth and development over the course of the season? Um, yeah, coming into the year, uh, coming into the year, I didn't even know what to expect. I didn't even play football last year, but um, well, and why did you not? Uh, I was out of private school, and they didn't have a football team. Yeah, were you bummed? I mean, did you miss the game? Oh, yeah, I definitely miss it, and I was very glad to get back. I mean, I talked to Coach Slaughter a lot over the summer. I mean, I was definitely glad to get back, you know, just get back into football. Right. 
and, and, and Reese must be pretty nice to have a six five uh, yeah. wide out out there for you. Yeah, they, they, they can make plays and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, especially a guy that can route run because you see a lot of really tall receivers, a lot of uncoordinated tall receivers, but um, it's really rare to find one that's tall, runs good routes, and can you know is coordinated catching the ball and yard and you know catching the ball and getting yards after the catch. So I mean. He, he's a great receiver, and you have Jalen too, who gives you an athletic yeah. uh, uh, target too out there. So I mean, you, it's so not yeah. two, and yeah. it's not just him and Jalen. It's Matt. It's Cole. It's Gage. It's it was anybody that we needed to step up. I mean, we had the de- the amount of depth that we had in the skill position this sh- at skill positions this year was just, um, it, yeah, it was re- really unheard of. Um, I mean, at practice we were just rolling receivers through when we were in team. Um, and there wasn't a, like, I, I didn't favor one side. Um, I mean, I, it might look like I threw to Brian a lot, but Brian was always open. Um, but when he wasn't open, I threw it through to another receiver with just as much confidence as I would have thrown to Brian. So, right. How was Potomac defending you guys? Cause it seemed like Brian and Jay, these guys were running wide open down the field. Brian, I think you were on your touchdown. I think you were like waiting on, on the ball to show up there at the goal line. It yeah. seemed like, and you, and you were still open, but even waiting for the ball just, how, how are they playing you guys defensively? Um, so, I mean, when you play teams uh, down that way in the inner city, they, I mean, they just really trust their D-backs because they think that they're more athletic than us. Um, but Do you think they were surprised to see a guy like Ryan, 6'5", six, six, and J- Jalen, 6'2", probably, and very athletic? So. Uh, yeah, so um, they were, I mean, uh, I don't think they were expecting us to be as good as we were, to be honest. They came out thinking that it was going to be – a much different ball game than what it was. I don't think that they thought that our receivers were going to be able to get open like that. And you know, if it's if they're going to play man to man with no safety over top, and that guy gets beat, then there's nobody else to stop him. So that's why our guys were streaking down the field wide open because I mean nobody was there to guard him. After like usually a team will put a safety behind to kind of like lurk across the field, but a lot of times they didn't even have a safety back there to try and help. Right, and, and Brian catching a touchdown in the state championship game is something every kid dreams of. You yeah. got involved in the game right away. What were those catches in those moments like for you? I mean, it's obviously, it's a very good feeling. Um, any touchdown is a good feeling, but if anybody else scores a touchdown, it's also a good feeling. You know, I feel the same way if I score, if one of my teammates score. I mean, I just love winning the game. Right. So, so you come to Middletown this season, and, and, and the quarterback at Middletown is a three-year starter, mm-hmm. very accomplished, getting some, getting some Division One looks. I mean, how, how did that make you feel about stepping into this situation? I mean, that's that's my guy. You know, I've been friends with him forever. We played football together, basketball together. I mean, I, I know what he's capable of. He knows what I'm capable of. So. I, I understand you're at his house all the time, uh, yeah. too. You guys are almost inseparable, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, but but I mean, ha- having Reese as your quarterback, I mean that that's a really nice it's, luxury. It's a very for, nice luxury, right? You know, I know that even if I'm not open, you know, sometimes he's going to throw me open, or you know, if I'm 40 yards down the field, like the ball is going to be on target. Right. And how long are you, have you guys been developing the chemistry? Because it it's way before this season, right? Um, probably since the last time we played football together, which was two years ago. I mean, yeah. I know over the summer um, we would go out to the turf, uh, run routes. You know, he would help me with my route running, you know, show me, like, how to run specific routes because, I mean, football is kind of new to me. So he definitely helped me out a lot. Right. And, and Coach, when you took over the program here, Reese, Reese was your quarterback, um, a, a three-year starter at the position. Can you just talk about his growth and development over the three years and just how he handled a pretty tough job? It's not easy being a varsity High school yeah, quarterback. Absolutely. It's not not easy doing that, and it's not easy uh, doing it while you experience the things that he's experienced. And, you know, I've, I've told him 
you know, when it's just been me and him, how, how proud I am of him, and how he's handled himself, and how much he's matured in three years. And I can say that about pretty much any, any guy on the team as well. Um, but, you know, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of people deal with stuff uh, when you're in high school, but this, this, guy, this man has had to deal with a lot, and he's, uh, he's become a better, better man for it, and he uh, has, you know, shown every opportunity he's been given, he's made the most of it. And uh, as well as this guy sitting next to me here and the rest of the guys on the team, they bought in, played together like a team, and it's just impressive to watch. Right. Uh, Reese, on a personal level, I mean, one of your goals this season was to earn a, a good college scholarship. I mean, your, your sister earned uh, an excellent scholarship at the University of Connecticut playing basketball. You worked really hard in the off season. I mean, uh, you put on 20 or 30 pounds of muscle. I mean, this was, this was one of your major goals is to, is to get offers and, and, and to get people to look at you. What, what do you think your season and, and winning states will, will do for your stock? In, in the eyes of colleges? Um, I mean... Have, have you noticed, has there been a change already um, in the three or four days since? Yeah, there's been a uh, pretty big change. I've had a, a, a few different coaches text me that I hadn't heard from ever. So, but, I mean, the biggest thing that all the coaches stressed to me and Coach DeLauder and then another coach, Coach Ridenauer, who I lift with every day, um, is just you know, worry about winning games. You college coaches, they want winners. They don't want guys with all the stats. They want guys that are winning, leading their team to wins. And um, I mean, that's what I really try to do is try to build up the guys around me, try to be a positive leader um, and everything will fall into place. And I feel like that's what's happened. And I couldn't be more happy that I had guys like Coach Lauder and Coach Ridenauer being mentors for me like that. When you were sort of envisioning the season and kind of mapping out where you hoped it went how close did it come in reality to, to meeting your expectations uh two games off uh, really you, you want you wanted the perfect that's, uh, that's not the only, that's not the only thing now. i could ask for yeah i, I wanted to ask you about your defense because in the, in the urbana game uh, eric kohler the urbana running back had a big game against you guys it seemed like you guys were really struggling defensively um at that point in the season can you just comment on your defense and, and how much it's improved over the course of the season yeah i mean we never were lacking talent. We were just lacking guys doing what they, you know, the game plan was. And um, a lot of that was just having new guys in new places. Uh, we had a, one of our linebackers, Connor Meyer. Um, I don't think he'd been playing linebacker since like seventh grade. So he just transferred in from another school, a good counsel. So it was his first time being here, never really been doing that stuff. Um, he struggled early, but I mean, defensively, I mean, they won us games this year. Um, just, I mean, there's no doubt about it. There was a few games like Seneca um, down in North Carolina. Um, they put us in positions where we were getting the ball at the 40 or 30 yard line. And all we had to do was punch it in. So, I mean, they won us games. Yeah. Was it just the buy-in factor? I mean, you mentioned that a couple times, Coach. You needed the guys to buy in and, and then really put forth their best effort. Was, was it as simple as that, or was was it a tweak you made or anything on defense? Yeah, uh, no. The, I mean, uh, we we were not the healthiest team at the beginning of the season, and we knew that was going to be a big factor for us this year coming in, but we had to stay healthy. Um, we got a couple guys back. That, that, that made a little bit of a difference, but really it was the buy-in factor. And, you know, I tell these guys all the time, we don't want to be our best at week two. We want to be our best at week 14, and, and that's something that they believed wholeheartedly, and, and they showed, and they were the best, the best they could be at week 14. 
if you have a question for one of the guys, uh, we are taking them online. So feel free to submit them, and, and we will ask the guys uh, here on Facebook Live. wanted to ask you about a couple of your really good defensive players. Zach Brady, who was an excellent sophomore for you, first team All-County as a sophomore last year, had another awesome season. He, he seemed unblockable in a lot of games. He was blocking punts uh, for you guys recovering fumbles. Uh, just a word about Zach and, and his season. Zach, Zach's a special player. He's a... He's a wild man on the field, and uh, you know he, he gets after it. And his his drive, and and really this the commonality between this whole all the teammates is their competitiveness. I mean, it doesn't matter what what they're playing. It could be basketball, it could be football. The other day in uh, class, we were playing a game called Ramp Shot, which is uh, uh, you know like cornhole mixed with uh, I don't know. What do you want to describe it as? I don't know. It's a game like cornhole. Either way, um, it came down to the championship round, and and Zach was you know screaming, and getting after it, along with you know Colby Doreen and and those guys, and uh, they just want to win so bad, and it doesn't matter what it is. And uh, when you got players who will do anything to win, that's when you're gonna have great teams. Yeah, I mean Colby, you didn't have him for your first. Uh uh, three or four games at yeah. least. Uh, he he got hurt during a football camp over the summer. Here's another great athlete, uh, six five, and and he came to you and said he because he naturally projects as I guess a defensive end just because yeah. of his size and quickness. But he said I'm I'm willing to play inside, and if if the team is best served to have me play inside, play D tackle, I'll I'll do it. And just he made a huge impact there. Just a word on Colby and his season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that that's exactly right. Uh, right when we thought he was going to be healthy enough to start competing again. Um, you know, our defensive ends were playing lights out, and we were kind of like, man, you know, uh, what where we where we could really use them would be in the interior. And uh, pretty much uh, when he came up to me, I was about to have the conversation with him. Hey, that's where we're going to want you to play. And he took the words right out of my mouth. And uh, you know, we were on the on the same page, and he ended up being a uh, you know a big factor for us in the interior line for the uh, on the defense. And uh, you know that these guys have touched on it all night. It's guys who will, are willing to play any position and willing to do anything to help their team win. That's, that's when you have success. Who are the unsung guys, the, the guys that do it every week that don't, that don't get a lot of press? I mean, there are, it's pretty much all 11 guys on both sides of the ball. And then we got guys in practice who, who you know, are just fantastic competitors. We got a, a, a senior named Eli Berger who just shows up every day to practice and these guys can attest to it and he just works his tail off and he, he leads the key team and he studies the film and guys like Eli Berger, Jacob Bolton, you know, we, we got a ton of guys up front who just, you know, they're leaders on the team because they, they strive to give the best look to our to our first team guys and, you know, they, they deserve to play and get all the recognition in the press as much as everybody else but, uh, you know, they're just workhorses and and, and these guys do a great job in, in including them and, and, you know, being a team about that as well. But I, I, I'll tell you what, the unsung heroes on both sides of the ball are the guys up front and, and really any, anybody else who, you know, doesn't get their name in the paper, it was all 11 guys. Right. Who, who's the unsung hero of Middletown football this season, Reese? Um, I'm not going to point out just one guy because, um, I mean, I don't think that would be fair, but uh, I've – I mean, I'd say my offensive line because I mean, we had so many guys scoring touchdowns because we could spread the ball out that we almost had all of our receivers and running backs in the paper. But um, Michael Salori, Braden Hoyt, uh, Zach Brady, Brian Atkinson, and Mason Duty. I mean, I couldn't have asked for guys that worked any harder than them. So 
I mean, they're the reason for our success. Right. Do you have a Do you have an unsung hero? Yeah. Player? I mean, I also can't just point out one guy, but um, I would also just have to say like the scout team. They really pushed um, the starters first team to be their best and be able to compete every single practice. It's a luxury because then we go into the game Friday or Saturday, and um, we're already at game speed. So I mean, they were huge for us. I, I wanted to ask you, Reese, about the Seneca Valley game because you guys had a tough second half offensively in that game. Um, Seneca Valley, we should sit, point out, they have very good cover team. They're very athletic, very good defensive ends. But the second half, you guys really struggled to, to get things going and and, 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 and and score as much as you wanted to. Just talk about that game and sort of how you guys bounced back from that game the next week against Walkersville. So um, we came out offensively pretty hot actually I mean I think we scored two touchdowns pretty quick but going into half I mean did we I don't even think we scored we didn't score in the second half right no, so we had, yeah. we, uh, we were up 24 I think the six 24 six or 24 zero at half so we had a pretty comfortable lead and we knew going into Walkersville we didn't want to you know show them our entire playbook basically so I think we stayed in our same uh for the same formation basically the, the second half um and that definitely limited us but we still had no excuse to um not score but I th we were kind of giving them a lot of the similar plays each uh each possession and they kind of started to catch on and they were sending seven guys blitzing and it's hard to block seven guys um especially when they're as athletic as those guys were so did you take them lightly for it at all, though? Um, because much much like Potomac might not have thought you guys were as good yeah. as you were and athletic as you were. Did you think that Seneca Valley, based on um, the record, was as good and athletic as they uh, were? Yeah, I mean, I personally, I thought it was it was going to be like one of those fifty zero games, um, and it very well could have been had we played better. But you know, if you're going to go into a game thinking that, then it's it's most likely not going to happen. Um, did you did you need a game like that to sort of grow and, and sort of get yeah, get the I, nudge over the top? There? It was about the closest thing to a loss that we could have had to wake us up, um, because or offensively, defensively, we we were pretty much shutting them out the whole game. But yeah, offense, I mean, Zach, they couldn't block Zach that whole yeah. game. Zach Brady, yeah. But offensively, uh, like you said, it was pretty much a wake up call. Like we got to come to play before we want to like win games. So. Right. And then the next week, Brian, you have Walkersville. You just played them two weeks before, and you guys really have to dig deep to win that game because you got off to a lead, but they really charged at you. How were you able to pull out the Walkersville game? I mean, yeah, Middletown Walkersville. It's a rivalry game. You know, they're going to be fighting. We're going to be fighting. I mean, it's always going to be a good game, you know, no matter what, no matter if it's home or away, you know, no matter if they're really good or we're really good. Well, I mean, it just came down to us just wanting it more, really. I mean, playoff football, I know, like, I was looking at the guys, I'm like, you know, we don't want to go home. We, we don't want this to be it. And um, we just played even harder and harder, and we ended up getting the job done in overtime. Right. And how did you guys approach the following week having to go to North Carolina? I mean, that, that's a long bus ride. It's an undefeated team. How did you mm -hmm. guys sort of approach that game? I mean, we approached it the same way uh, we would approach any other game. You know, there was obviously the factors of, you know, having the bus trip, um, playing on a wet grass field. I mean, but it's still it's still the same as every other week. You know, we just got to execute the game plan, and uh, hopefully we'll come out on top, and we did. And what was the confidence level of the team going in, in into that game, knowing you would face a undefeated opponent? Um, we're, we were always pretty confident. I mean, if you don't have confidence, then that's going to affect how you play. So, I mean, records, it's just a number, you know, just like Seneca Valley. You know, we ended up being in a... Um, I mean, it wasn't really a close game, but it was a hard-fought game. But no matter whether you're the one seed and 12-0 and and 
or the eight seed and just have two wins. You know, every game it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fight. Right. And, and how much did the confidence rise, Reese, after you beat North Carolina and faced a similar situation against a good Elkton team? The, uh, the we next were, week on we the were road, super yeah. we were super confident going in, but we'd heard the buzz about Elkton go around the state. Um, I'm pretty sure they were like favored to win yeah, it all. They had beaten Oakdale. So early we in were season, yeah. yeah, we were we were very confident, but we also knew that we had to channel that confidence uh, the right way and uh, you know preparing for the game. Uh, focus on what we had to do because if we went in there with just confidence and thinking that we were going to beat them, then uh, we might not have had the same outcome. But, um, yeah, I mean, we were definitely confident going into Elkton. Right. What's your opinion on why this group is so close, uh, Coach DeLauder? Um, you know, uh, they're very similar to the, the group that I had coming up. Uh, they, you know, they played played together pretty much their entire lives. Um, they work really, really hard in the off season, and they're, and they're together all the time, no matter if it's in football or basketball or any other sport they're playing. Um, and really, they just they want to win more than they want anything else. Um, so when you when you take all those factors and put them together, uh, I mean, I, I think that's that has success written all over it. Has there ever been more athletic talent on a Middletown football team? That's a great question. That's. Uh, <laughs> Probably not, to be honest yeah, with you. I, I, I don't remember seeing a lot of six five receivers yeah. in Middletown or three-year starting quarterbacks yeah. that can move and throw like Reese. Yeah. Or, I mean, your teams weren't as physically talented, mm. right, the teams you played on? Yeah, I would say uh, we, we had some uh, probably bigger horses um, around the field. But uh, when it comes to pure athletics, uh, yeah, this, this team puts us under the rug easily. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, you, and a lot of these guys are, are back. Brian yep. and Reese are seniors, but, but mm-hmm. Jalen's back for two more years. Yeah, Zach absolutely. Brady's back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Colby, uh, is, uh, Colby's a senior? Colby's a senior. No, he was yeah. a senior. But, but, but Gage but, Queen, Matt right. Mancini, Jason Hauk, who was a fantastic receiver for us. He you know, broke his collarbone at the begin, uh, you know, third game of the season. Uh, unfortunately, had to miss out on the rest of the year, but he'll be back next year as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we have, again, a, a ton of athletes, so. Right. Big, biggest memory of the season, Reese? Or biggest memories? Um, I mean, that's going to be – that's a hard one. Um, I mean, I, other than the state championship, because I mean, that's something I'll never forget for the rest of my life. But um, probably it wasn't even one of my plays. It was probably after I ran the touchdown in against Walkersville in overtime and then those four downs against Walkersville in overtime and then seeing J.D. tackle – um, the wa- the running back and yeah, Husky. J- J- Jones yeah, yeah just... and then Husky coming and cleaning it up and then just seeing our whole town storm the field was I mean that's just something I'll never forget right and and what was it like when they handed you the state championship trophy on Saturday what was that moment like that was a top five moment in my entire life um, top two probably but that was just it was crazy. Right. It was surreal, honestly. It still hasn't really sank in, but um, it's just something that uh, a lot of our kids say this, but it's really true. Um, we grew up, I mean, our youth teams were always so dominant. Um, we would win Super Bowls. I won like four Super Bowls in youth. Coach DeLauder and them were winning state championships. You know, we were we were around winning, and then as soon as like I got to high school, I didn't make playoffs for two years. And we were just trying to get back to that and then to just accomplish something like that with a group of guys like we did, um, there's really no better feeling. How did you improve over the course of your three years? What, what were your biggest areas of improvement? Um, probably just 
um, believing in Coach DeLauder and Coach Rydown and just getting in the weight room and uh, developing myself athletically and strength-wise. Um, I mean, I was very undersized my sophomore and junior year and really limited to just throwing in the pocket. And when stuff kind of didn't work out or uh, they brought pressure. I wasn't elusive enough or strong enough to evade the pressure. Uh, there was a few times where I did, but nothing like I did my senior year. So it was really just uh, getting better in the weight room because I always felt like I had a pretty good arm, but um, I couldn't always show that off because I wasn't, I couldn't just athletic wise. Were, were, were you prepared to be a varsity starting quarterback as a sophomore? Oh uh, yeah. There was a lot of talk going into this season that I was going to have a chance to compete. Um, I was never told that I was on varsity 100%, though. I just I always knew that I was going to have to compete. Um, and much like this year, um, that team, my sophomore year, definitely had an argument to be one of the most athletic teams that we've had here at Middletown. Um, we didn't really put it all together, but that was a 7-3 and three team that didn't make the playoffs. That was definitely a very good team. You guys were, what, 7-3 and three and then 7-3, and three, right? We, see, we didn't make playoffs, so we went 7-3. and three. We finished up 7-3. and three. Right, that that year, and then you had a good record your junior year, too, and, and, yeah. and, and didn't make the playoffs. So yep. you said something interesting after the Seneca Valley game when, when you guys sort of struggled in the second half there. You said this group has never been in this situation before. This was a new experience for all of you guys being in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that, that – sort of manifested itself in that game, right? Yeah. Um, just like I said, we did – me – I mean, nobody on that team – I've been playing on the team for the longest out of, like, all, all the guys. I hadn't even played in a playoff game yet. Um, so – and we weren't accustomed to playoff games. Uh, the difference – like, we were expecting a bunch of people to be there. I don't even think Seneca had more than three fans. It was a weird game. It was a weird atmosphere. Um, Barely cold. Yeah, it was freezing. And we were really expecting something different. So, uh, and when it didn't turn out to be like that, I think it kind of shook us up a little bit, and we got away from Middletown football for there for a game or for a half. But we got right back to it the next week. So. Right? Do you think that was a factor, Coach? Just the the, the first time nature of being in the playoffs for uh, these guys? Yeah, I think there's a lot of factors. You know, like I said, I'm not making excuses at all. But you know, that was like a like a 20-degree game with oh, a yeah. wind chill of, right. like, what was it, 10 degrees or something like that. We came out really hot. I think the guys, want, you know, wanted to get that running clock and get out of there. And then, uh, you know, I, I can take a lot of blame for it as a coach because I was like, all right, we're, we're keeping our cards in our pocket here, and we'll, we'll just play the same hand over and over. And, you know, we, we limited ourselves, but we did that because we knew um, we knew we were more than capable of, you know, coming out on top in that game, um, but also, you know, trying to uh, protect our guys for, you know, future games. So, um, to be honest with you, until, until I hadn't even, uh, you know, put that thought in my mind about it being the first playoff game, uh, to me, I just kind of approached it just like any other game. Well, was it frustrating, Reese, not being in the playoffs the last couple of years, despite the fact you had good records? I mean, that speaks to the strength of Frederick County football, like we were talking about, right? <laughs> oh, it, it was extremely frustrating because um, I felt like growing up, um, they were expecting my teams to, the, well, the kids on the teams that I played for to be really good in high school because we were some of the most dominant teams around this area in youth. And then we got to uh, high school level and we just couldn't put it together. It seemed like um, we would win the games we were supposed to win, and we barely, barely lost the the, hard, the tough games. So, um, missing playoffs was a, a very long off season. A lot of um, 
a lot of I mean I don't think I did it right my sophomore year going into my junior year uh, like with leading with the guys getting everybody in the weight room I didn't do my part uh, the coaching staff did but we didn't have as many leaders as we did this year and we junior year going into my senior year this year we we were like something's got to change um, so you, you bought in fully oh, this yeah, offseason completely yeah, right and we were two to three days a week 530 to 5:30 to 6 we showed up to the high school through before school you were waking up coach to tell you to let you in the stadium yeah right? um trying yeah so throwing before school um we were going as hard as we possibly could in the weight room we didn't have a single thousand we had this thing called thousand pound club at our school which is your bench plus your squat plus your power clean we had no members in that um and then my junior year we added three this year and we got a bunch of sophomores and juniors that just um they'll probably they'll get in it this year um but it, it was just the culture buying in getting everybody stronger getting everybody faster getting everybody on the same page um i mean and that's just builds confidence so right after the championship win on saturday you were wearing a cowboy hat <laughs> Um, and, and, and you were, it seems like you were having a lot of fun and, and you were enjoying wearing the cowboy hat. Where, where, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, the origin, I could not tell you. Oh, you um, have to tell us if you told us. Yeah. I, I, I really, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just something. If you, if you, if you don't want to share the story, that's fine. It was just not, it was just something funny that we did coming into the, I think it was like week five. We like dressed up weird to the game, it was an away game. And I wore a cowboy hat, we won, we played great. I just never took it off after that to the games. So I wore it there and back from the games. And then it really like became a thing in the playoffs because my brother would wear it on the sidelines and so I would have it on after the game. So right. everybody would see me wearing it. Um, got a bunch of questions from reporters about it. Uh, and then it really became a thing like in our community. Everybody was wearing cowboy hats and then to the state championship game, I think our the, the theme with our with Middletown to come to the game was to wear cowboy hats, so it was. It was so funny. it really became a thing. Yeah, it was yeah, funny. Yeah, uh, Brian, what are your biggest memories of the season? Uh, definitely, like we said, um, stopping Walkersville at the one yard line in overtime. JD and Jalen making that play, um, and then obviously hoisting that state championship trophy. It's just everything. All my hard work, all the team's hard work. It just everything came to fruition, and it was just huge. All right, do you, do you want to play football in college? Um, yeah, I mean, I've always loved football and basketball, but um, right now it's looking like I'm going to play football in college. Right, now, and what do you think this season has done for your stock, personally? Uh, it's definitely been huge. I mean, this is my first year on the scene. Um, I had no prior film to this. Um, I think finally, you know, colleges are starting to take a look at me, um, see what I can do. It was definitely huge for me this year. Right. Uh, Coach, your biggest moments of the season, and just what did you enjoy the most about uh, coaching this group? Um, I, I enjoyed how much these guys wanted to win and wanted to play football, and uh, I think I've touched on it multiple times that we've talked to other seasons, just how intelligent this group is when it comes to the game. I mean, So Reese, not only athletic, intelligent. Too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Reese would you know, call me Saturday or you know, Sunday night and t or text me and say, hey, did you see them doing this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I mean, these guys just, I would, I would, you know, give them our game plan on Monday. And uh, by the time we were in the school, give them our game plan, we went over our sheet, got out on the field, they knew it by heart. And um, it's just, it's fun 
to coach a group of guys who buy in and they want to win for each other, not just for themselves. Right. You had it. You had your hands on that trophy as a player. Mm-hmm. What was it like when they handed it to you as a head coach? Uh, I just I wanted those guys to to grab it because I mean I'm just so incredibly proud of of where they came from to where they are now. Um, not only as players and 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 leaders, but just as young men. I mean, just their worth, their work ethic that they've developed is going to carry them throughout the rest of their life. So. Right. And what sort of impact do you think the season will have on the future of Middletown football? Uh, I think it's going to be a, a very, very positive impact. I know, um, you know, the success that we were able to take part in um, when I was in school carried, you know, for a long time in the program, and I believe this will do the same thing. Right. Senior receiver Brian Walker, Coach Colin DeLotter, senior quarterback Reese Poffenbarger. Guys, best of luck going forward, and, and thanks for coming in. Thank tonight. you, thank you. So uh, we should it. we should mention that we hope to do this with Catoctin High School, the one A state champs, and next week another Facebook live session. So uh, be on the lookout for that. My thanks to producer uh, Graham Collin, and for all of you for tuning in on Facebook Live. I'm Greg Swatek, and we'll see you back here next week on the Final Score Podcast.